You're listening to the Superhuman in You podcast. Superhuman in You is an organization with a mission to help business leaders improve their mental, physical, and emotional health. Now presenting to you, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and an award-winning coach, your host, Anurag Rai. Hi, John. I'm so happy to have you here. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this interview because I've known you since I worked for a short time in AAB. And I've really seen you as somebody who leads by example, somebody who's a leader I would look up to. Um, So I would love to know your thoughts on this topic. And as I've told you before, we are talking about emotional intelligence today. And I will just go ahead and ask you a few questions. And whenever uh, whatever, just share your thoughts, whatever you feel like, and we'll have a discussion from there. So nice to have you here. Thanks very much for inviting me to participate. Look forward, look forward to it. Awesome. So without further ado, uh, let me ask you my first question, which is what is emotional intelligence for you? Right. I mean, I, I think for, for, for me, emotional intelligence is certainly, you know, just the ability to interact with people. I think it's, it's um, to, to understand other people, know where they're coming from, what, what motivates them, you know, what makes them, you know, work um, successfully. Um, but I think just as important as that is, is, is actually understanding, you know, our own behaviours and, and our interactions with others. So, so know our own emotions when, when we're maybe feeling stressed or, or happy, but actually to try and be consistent in, in, in our own style of, of leadership. So it's, it's that balance between understanding um, yourself and, and also understanding others. And, and I think, but really, you know, I, I guess my own take on that is just, it's being interested in people too, is, is actually just, taking the time to, to talk and, and, and get that understanding. Totally, totally agree with that. And I love how you described it as uh, emotional intelligence is not about just about leading others, but also leading yourself. So it's about self-leadership as much as leading others. And it's about knowing our emotions and others' emotions so we can use them to bring the best of us, basically. I think we often use the phrase leading, leading by example, but, but I think as, as leaders in an organization, um, our teams are always looking uh, to us uh, you know, to, to gauge our behaviors and, and they get that sense of how we're feeling. I, I remember you know, back at the time when there's been various oil price crashes in, in Aberdeen um, over, over the years, but um, at a time like that, you know, leaders undoubtedly feel feel the challenge and the stress of, of having to make changes as an organization. Um, but the last thing you want to do is, is if you're feeling in a stressful situation is to impart that on your team with your own behavior. So, so there is a times where, where actually you need to be conscious that you, you don't want to pass on you know, a stressful time and, and actually try and try and be positive and conscious of, of your own behaviors. Um, so yes. that's, that's certainly an example I I can think of. Definitely. And I think uh, from what you said, I get that it's really important to be aware of our emotions 
at the first place. And that's when we can take actions to deal better, deal with them better. Do you agree? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's that awareness and alertness, um, which, uh, which is so critical to, you know, to being successful in, in terms of leading people. Awesome. Awesome. So why do you think emotional intelligence is important in the world we are in just now? So in today's workplace, why do you think it is an important part? Good question. I mean, I, I, I think I would respond by saying it's not, probably not any more important today than it, than it always has been. But, but I think in, in, in today's world, um, you know, the, the digital connectivity, um, you know, our ability to interact with, with more people, the world is a much smaller place. So, so we probably do have more interactions. Um, so I, I think it's of, of, of greater importance when, uh, when there is greater collaboration, interaction amongst people. Um, but, but actually, I think it's a, it's a topic, it's, a, it's an area um, that's always been critical uh, to, to, to success in life and, and success in, in personal and professional life. So, um, but yeah, just probably the modern world and the pace of, of digitalization, greater connectivity is it's a topic that, that people are talking about quite frequently, I hear. Yes. Yes, totally agree. In fact, I was speaking to someone else in another interview, and uh, what I was pointing at is uh, last few decades, just before a few decades, actually, uh, when it was time for industrial revolution, we were not, we were all about hustle, 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 and working hard. And there was this thinking that emotions are not for the workplace. Uh, and the response which I got from the person I was speaking to, he said that, well, emotions were always at workplace, like you're saying, that they have always been part of, uh, it's just that maybe we are acknowledging it more at present and we might have not been acknowledging them that in past, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you raise an interesting point there in terms of actually, you know, from a flexible working scenario, what, what is the workplace? Um, because, you know, arguably we're working whether we're at home uh, just now in our dining room or kitchen uh, or, or actually in the physical office environment. So, so there is an argument to say that, that there's really not too much a difference between personal and professional life. And, and, and this topic is actually so important to all aspects of, of our life. It's not just about you know, career and, and how you interact with, with your colleagues in a, in a work sense, but it's, a, it's probably more a generic, generic uh, matter. Yes, definitely. And what I found as well for my work that uh, if I have something going on in my personal life, it always affects my work. And if I have got something going on at work, it also affects my personal life. So totally agree with you that there's not much separation these days between work and life or work or personal life. Yes, it's not as though you flick, flick a, a switch and say, I'm, I'm working now or, or, or now I'm back at home. Yeah. Yeah, our, our mindset and our emotional state is the same, actually, wherever we are in the course of the day, probably. Um, so, yeah, no difference. Okay, awesome. Well, that takes us nicely to the next question, which is, so I know you have worked, uh, you have been uh, a partner with uh, AAB and you've work as senior leadership with other companies. What is more important for you 
when you're making a hiring decision? Is it emotional intelligence or so is it EQ or IQ? You know, that's a that's a brilliant question. I, I, I think in, in a recruitment sense, um, you know, IQ is, is really, really important in terms of uh, in, in terms of person joining the team. I, I think you'd always want, uh, um, you know, to, to take you know, excellent intelligence in, into a role. That, that, that said, I think, you know, many times when we recruit, we're looking at the potential for an individual. So, so somebody can join the team and they maybe don't have all the technical abilities required for the, for the job and you're, you're, you're making assessments. Does, does the person have the um, intellectual capacity and the ability to develop and grow into the role? Um, so, so whilst you know, IQ is, is, is really important, I, I, I don't think it's ever enough in, in terms of, uh, in terms of you know, talent recruitment and, and the EQ side of things is just absolutely critical. Um, and I think the ability to interact with people and, and, and be a team player is, is just so fundamentally important. And, and quite quickly, uh, you make the assessment on the IQ and then you're looking for those softer skills and the capabilities of a person. Will they fit into the team? What difference can they make? Uh, and and, and you're, looking, you're looking for their softer skills. Um, I, mean, I, th- I, th- I think you, you... Sorry, can you... No, no, no go ahead. Yeah, the, the, the um, I, I think just as a, a recent film I watched, uh, the Imitation Game, uh, Alan Turing, the story of, of breaking the Enigma, Enigma code uh, back at the end of, of World War II, um, or, or during World War II, breaking the German Enigma code. Uh, he had unbelievable uh, intellectual capacity. So without wishing to spoil the film for, for anybody who hasn't, hasn't seen it, but, but the success in breaking the code wasn't down to one individual's IQ, but it was actually um, through through great team working and, and actually the emotional intelligence of his colleague, Joan Clark, who joined the team and actually got the, the great intellectual uh, minds working together. And, uh, and actually it was, it was a, a chance conversation in a social scene uh, uh, one evening that, that triggered the thought that actually drove the, the, the breaking of the code. So, so that, that story alone tells you the importance of people interacting and, and it's never about the individual, but about the team and, and how we work together. Of course. I think your, um, the, the EQ is, is so important and, and you know, that, that sets the culture in an organisation. We'll maybe come on and speak, speak about culture culture later in, in this session. Yeah, awesome. And I think something else which makes EQ more relevant in today's world is because what I often amazes me is our smartphones these days get upgraded every few months. So it's not long till our smartphones will outgrow our intelligence, like our smartness. Uh, so machines, yeah. are helping us a lot in the intelligence part of things. But uh, I think, I feel that one side where we have edge over the machine is our right brain or the emotional intelligence side of things. Yes, it's how we use the information as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. How, it's yeah. how we use the information um, because, yeah. because there is actually so much available for us, but it's actually sifting through that, that mass of information and knowing 
and what's most relevant to, to, to use at the right moment. Um, and, and that's yeah. where the human aspects always kick in. Interesting. Okay, so what do you think one needs to be an effective leader? Wow, how long have we got in this conversation? Um, <laughs> certainly, for, in, 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 in terms in terms of, of leadership, you know, the, the good leaders who I've had the opportunity to to work with have certainly all scored high on the EQ scale. Um, they would they would they would possess all the characteristics, not necessarily all, but a, a large number of the EQ characteristics that. That, that go to becoming a really good, authentic, authentic leader. Um, I think when, when I say that, whether that's, you know, a, a self-awareness, a process of self-control, um, you know, a level of motivation, um, good social skills and an empathy and an understanding for, for people are probably all the, all the EQ characteristics that, that I would see, see in strong leaders. As I say, not necessarily having having all of those talents but but a high percentage of them is, is really really important um, but I, I, but I think a, certainly a good leader um, creates creates an environment where there's a strong culture in an organization and and, and you know that that way of life that, that an entity has you know it's often the tone is set by, by a strong leader um, so so in terms of my own experiences uh, the leaders who I've looked up to over the years um, would be quite authentic. They would be they'd be very consistent in their in their style and their approach, and, to, um, and would certainly have a high level of trust. Um, I mean, honesty and integrity is 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 a fundamental in, in strong leadership. Um, but you know that that then takes you through good communication skills, um, the ability to to coach and, and develop others. Um, having a strong positive attitude and and being open to new ideas. So so there's a whole ra range of factors in in there. But but I think if you've got a large percentage of them, it, it makes it certainly makes a difference. Definitely, I love that answer. So just just to recap what you said about this effective leadership. So one needs to be able to lead with EQ. Um, so they, they, had, they need to have a high emotional intelligence, plus they need to have, be able to promote a good culture in the company and understand their employees. Yeah, yeah, no, no, ab absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I, I can think of a few different management conferences I've been on where, where people have, you know, come out with wonderful lines and, and uh, you know, uh, sometimes just stick with you, but but we, you know quite often you can think strategically in a business and setting visions and goals. But actually, culture eats strategy for breakfast. That's a, that's a line I've I've heard and 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 one which I strongly believe because you can have a fantastic strategic ambition, but if you don't have the right culture in the organisation, um, it's very difficult to achieve your your, your goals. Uh, and, and I think the culture does come from that strong leadership, but then the team picking up on that and, and working together to, to deliver. Um, so I, th I think way back in, in uh, you know, in this sense, it's probably not, not, a, not a modern concept. I, I remember when I first joined Anderson Anderson Brown, 
um, Mike Brown, one of the founding partners, uh, he was changing a light bulb in the office. Um, and, you know, I did speak to him afterwards and asked him why he was changing the light bulb since he was probably the, the most senior person in the organisation. The fact he was six foot three probably made him the most qualified person to, to change the light bulb because he was closest to it. But but actually it, it did strike me just, uh, you know, if, if the leader in the organisation take the time to, to do that there was there was no task too small in terms of what we're doing in our, our and, and and you know that that was really just down to to leading by example um so you know p- people pick up on that it's a silly little example but i do do call it my light bulb moment um but it's an example of strong leadership totally i love that example and i have seen you so i I've, I've been fortunate enough to work with you for some time and I've seen you carry the same level of uh, leadership uh, John so I've, I've, I've looked up to you for creating that kind of culture uh, in the team which we were in yeah and I really, really appreciate you giving me giving me that feedback I think can I I think that's that's wonderful um, you know to, to hear um, but but equally when when you enjoy working with somebody um, it's it's easier to give the feedback that perhaps isn't as positive as you've just given me, uh, but you can also give me the feedback in a way that perhaps you know you fall short of, of what you should be doing. And I think that's equally important in an organisation. Um, I used to 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 try and give um, different tools. Sometimes I use them. You know, quite often would use them myself when I was giving feedback. Um, I used the aid model. You know, action, impact, and and maybe what you need to do going forward. But it could just as easily be inaction, but maybe it doesn't sound as good as, as aid. Uh, but I, th- I think the, the feedback is really, really important in an organization for, um, for, for setting the culture I talked about, but, but also I talked about coaching and developing others. Uh, I know that that's something that, that you do an awful lot of is, is, is coaching. Um, but actually, it's very difficult um, for individuals to, to benefit from coaching if they don't get feedback on their performance. So I always think that the, that the feedback is, is the engine oil for, for, for coaching and developing others. Um, and, and we'll all use different techniques um, th- through that coaching process. But one of the models I've, I've heard about um, and, and, and certainly used myself is, is the GROW model and the concept of, of, of coaching. When I say grow, is is um, what somebody's uh, uh, goals are, um, but actually the reality of where they are now and the opportunity and the way forward. So actually, the the, the reality aspect of the grow model is is the, the feedback is so important that an individual should should um, really benefits from. So I appreciate you giving me feedback, but but actually it's a great example of of of, of working with people is is feedback is critical and, and there shouldn't be a hierarchy around that. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And so because you mentioned feedback, I think what I find is emotionally, being emotionally intelligent uh, also helps for giving feedback as well as receiving feedback so that we don't take it as personally and we can manage our emotions in a way where we can we are open to feedback and also we don't feel intimidated when we are giving feedback to other people. Yeah, yeah, no, ab- abs- absolutely. Um, b- because the last thing you want to do is, is 
um, to to raise emotions so so that the individual doesn't actually you know un, you know participate and engage with 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 what's being said. So sometimes feedback maybe needs to be to be done over a time period, over a duration, maybe not all at once as well. Um, but there's different techniques and, and, and ways to do, to deliver feedback. Um, and some sometimes yeah. it, it, you know, it, it's important to say it at, at, at the time uh, it has it has most impact but but there can be other occasions where it's better to maybe just pause and reflect and then quite quickly uh, go back with the feedback. It doesn't always need to be uh, instant. Yes, I like about what you said there and it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite books, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in the book, uh, Stephen Covey talks about emotional bank accounts. So he says, especially when we are giving uh, feedbacks, he said, uh, you cannot make more withdrawals than deposits. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you first have to make enough deposits and then you can start making withdrawals. Uh, yeah. As in like yeah. when you are giving what we call constructive feedback, so give some positive and some negative together. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, very good point. Just make, make me pause to reflect is that, that I think often uh, leaders uh, struggle uh, to ask for feedback um, and you know, yeah. quite often very keen to deliver the feedback, but, but actually on our own journey, um, pausing and actually taking the time to, to ask our colleagues on, on, on our performance and, um, is, is really important. But, but some leaders really struggle with that. Uh, and that's fine. You know, I think it's, it's just being conscious of it and, and just working to improve. Uh, maybe taking a taking a time to say, well, at least once a week, I'm going to ask for feedback. It could be could be a good goal. Yes. Okay. Well, this was a lovely conversation, John. Thank you very much for everything that you've shared with us today. And uh, I'm sure our audience will find it very valuable. Um, and thank you again for taking time. Thank you very much for asking me to, to participate. And I really, really do appreciate it and, and wish you all the, the very success going forward. It's been lovely to catch up with you after all these years. Thank you very much. Thank you. Just one, one thing before you go. So if our viewers want to get in touch with you, uh, our audience want to get in touch with you, how can they reach you? Is there an email address or? Yes, my, my, personal, I know they my personal email address is possibly best it's on my LinkedIn profile page uh, John Black 1967 okay. at btinternet.com awesome and they can also connect uh, with you on LinkedIn of course yeah. Yeah, absolutely I would welcome that very much okay. awesome well that's great thank you very much John and yeah I hope to speak to you soon thanks Anurag thank you Thank you for listening to the Superhuman in You podcast. Find out more at superhumaninyou.com.